0: Hey, 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 I am Matt Williamson here to give you your last podcast of the week, which of course we are going to go individual matchups on both sides of the ball to watch when the Jets come here to play the Stellars. So you got to start with Wilson at quarterback and what they're going to throw at him. I'm sure they're going to disguise coverages a lot. And if I had to pick one player, you know, a lot of these are Wilson versus this guy. I would have Wilson versus Minka. Um, Steelers will use Minka as a run defender in nickel and dime a fair amount. They'll keep him in deep middle as usual. Robber coverages. He's and he's a, the one guy, even especially with Watt out, that when you watch the tape, the opponents have really stayed away from Minka. So he's someone to watch with his usage and the confusing of, of Wilson. But this one's as much Wilson versus Minka as it is Wilson versus Terrell Austin and Tomlin and scheme and all that good stuff, because we might see more blitz this week because, you know, their O-line, we'll get to their O-line, has some issues with that. The quarterback hasn't played in a long time. He's not a real quick processor as a rookie to begin with. He was used to playing very well protected at BYU, and that was a problem last year. So, you know, Steelers pass rush has been lackluster the last two weeks. I think some of that is scheme. Most of it is Watt being out, of course. But I would think some more blitzes and pseudo blitzes and, you know, overload blitzes and just more exotic stuff against the the young quarterback. So that is something to watch. Um, I don't think Witherspoon is going to play in this game. So Jets receivers versus Steelers corners. I think that greatly favors New York. And there's not many matchups that do, but that greatly favors New York. Garrett Wilson out of the slot, which probably means Millette, you know, leaving Sutton on one side, leaving Levi on the other. And they're going to have their hands full with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. And Wilson versus Millette. I like Millette, but in terms of athleticism, speed, explosion, he's a shell of what Garrett Wilson is, who looks like a stud. I could see this being a breakout game for Elijah Moore. He's looked great. He nearly you know, scored uh, last week. I mean, like if you're holding him in fantasy and you don't know if you should dump Elijah Moore, get off that train, I would not. I think he's an exceptional player. Um, this is extreme, and I don't mean it to sound like this because one of my least favorite things are like, who's you, rind you of? Oh, Jim Brown, Lawrence Taylor, Joe Green. But I did compare Elijah Moore a little bit to Antonio Brown coming out of school, and Not as good. Antonio was the best receiver in the league for a while, but I just mean he could do it all. Slot, receiver, you know, outside, tough, route runner, explosion, you know, all the finer points already. So if they win this game, it might be on the backs of their receivers. Speaking of backs, that whenever, if I were previewing this game through the Jets' eyes, I would watch the Steelers run defense for the last five quarters and say, we throw the ball up so much, but we have two good backs. Michael Carter is a very good player, and Brees Hall, I think, is starting to take over that backfield a little bit. That's another fantasy nugget. I would grab Brees Hall right now while you can, um, because I think his workload, his usage is only going to go up, and I would think they want to shorten the game for the young quarterback, run the football, and that's going to fall on the whole defensive front, of course, but... Bush in particular uh, against Carter and Hall and man coverage in, you know, uh, out of the backfields, so they throw to the backs a lot. At least they did with Flacco. I mean, who's to say what exactly how the offense is going to look Flacco versus Wilson should be different, but I'm going off some Wilson tendencies from last year and some Flacco tendencies through this year. But I think they're going to have to have a big game by Jack and Bush. And, you know, the, the, the guards for the, the uh, Jets are a real solid pair. You know, I mean, that Vera Tucker's their best lineman. Uh, Tomlinson's a good player, too. He hasn't been great this year. So I would think you want to run the ball on the backs of two backs. Didn't mean to do that. And your two guards. But that brings me to their tackle situation. The, poor guys. I mean, they, they've been losing tackles left and right. It was supposed to be Mikai Becton and George Fant on the right side. Actually, they were going to flip, flip those this year, but both are out for the year. Um, They're basically on their third, fourth, fifth tackle. And I know they like Max Mitchell as a rookie fourth round pick, but he's a need to get stronger guy. You know, I think they looked at him as a potential starter next year. He's in now. Um, I think Highsmith is, has a massive advantage over these guys. Even the other side probably does as well. So The tackle situation, and again, Wilson holds the football, um, is worrisome to me if I were the Jets. I mean, to me, that might be their weakest spot of the team. Who knows about quarterback, to be uh, honest at this point. But um, tackles for the Jets are a real problem, guards are not. So maybe you play accordingly if you're in New York and try to shorten things and run the football a little bit more and not having long uh, developing pass plays. But you also have that advantage of your receivers over the corners, So you better take shots. Um, Conklin, the tight end, is also highly involved, too. So uh, they got they, they got skill guys. I, mean, I, I like the Jets skill guys almost as much as I do the Steelers. So uh, we'll see if the quarterback and the tackles can let those skill guys do what they're capable of. I have some doubts, to say the least. Um, we'll be back here in a minute to talk about when the Steelers have the football. There uh, we go. All right, we are back. Let's talk about, you know, run pass percentage a little bit. Um, the Steelers are now in kind of the middle of the league in terms of run pass percentage. They've been at the extreme ends of throwing the ball in the last couple of years. I think you want to lighten the load on Trubisky and against a team that is very unlikely to get up by a ton on the scoreboard. I mean, one of the most staggering stats about the Jets is they've led They've snapped the ball with a lead for 22 seconds of game clock. I mean, so one play. So their defense has been bad early. Their offense has been bad early. I think that you can nausee nausee Warren, nausee, nausee Warren. And hopefully in the end of the game, that pays dividends in terms of pushing the opponent around, not asking a lot out of your quarterback, establishing it. You know, I know that's kind of a cliche, but there is something to it as well as the biggest thing, is keeping your defense off the field. Keeping this defense as fresh as possible makes a ton of sense to me. I'd also like to see the pace in which the Steelers play because I think I would slow it down a little bit, you know, I mean, and and huddle, come to the line. You know, I don't think you need to rush. I think you want to eat up clock and you have two good backs, use them. You have a developing offensive line, use them. Um, But the Steelers' passing game. This is really Mitch, Canada, whoever, versus the middle of the field. Like I like the corners for the Jets. I like the D-line for the Jets. I don't like their linebacker safety group overall. And so many Latrobe practices. The Steelers attack the middle of the field. I mean, that's routes versus air or seven on seven. That's on NFL game. Fryer moves stretching the seam. Clay pull out of the slot. In-breaking routes, you know, you don't see a lot of in-breaking routes from Deontay and Pickens. I'd like to see Harris even in the middle of the field, even if it's just a middle screen. So I know that's a complaint about Trubisky in this offense, rightfully so. They are not throwing the ball in traffic in the middle of the field because it's scary. Maybe that's where there's a lot of hands and bodies and balls get tipped and all that. Is it coach? Is it quarterback? Is it both? I don't know the answer to why. I just know what is happening, and that's a problem. And I'd like to see it corrected against this team because these safeties and linebackers absolutely couldn't get had. Um, I don't think you're going to see a shadow situation. That doesn't happen in the NFL nearly as much as people think. But there's no doubt the Jets went out of their way to line up Sauce Gardner. I think he was a fourth pick in the draft. He was a tremendous prospect on Jamar Chase last week, and he did a very good job. Did he win every rep? No. But he hung with one of the best receivers in the league in his third NFL game. That's awesome. I'm curious, does he follow Deontay around? My hunch is yes, but it's just something to watch. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of research to figure out that Deontay gets, you know, double digit targets basically every game. If you get your best guy on him and he doesn't go to the slot as often, a lot of teams are very hesitant to have their their uh, shadow guy go to the slot. And Deontay rarely, rarely will. So I would keep an eye on that. And do they stick with it throughout the game? Who wins that matchup? Does that open things up for Friermuth and the other? Is it a big Pickens game because, you know, so much attention and the best guys are on Deontay? I could absolutely see that. Uh, their corners aren't bad, though, as I mentioned. Reed, they just gave a good buck to. Really good number two corner. So, again, middle of the field is more exposed than the corner position for them. Um, but still, they're they're last in the league in defensive DVOA, by football Outsiders' metric. I mean, uh, a lot of it is situational and offense hasn't helped them. But this is, I'm not implying this is a great defense. But... How this defense is built is Robert Salah was defense coordinator for the Niners and he gets his head job a couple of years ago. And since then, like his Niners, they have invested in defensive front for people. You know, first round pick, Jermaine Johnson this year. Quincy Williams or and Williams was a third pick in the draft and he's their best player on the defensive front. They've added a couple more free agents. Carl Lawson, you might remember from Cincinnati, missed all last year, but they gave him big bucks and they're trying to build a San Francisco 49er like defensive line, which go look at drafthistory.com and pull up the Niners. Look at all the resources they use on defensive line. It's amazing. More than any team in the league. And the reason is they want six, seven, eight great defensive linemen that are always fresh and Don't have to blitz. You know, I mean, we can cut corners at other positions in the back seven if the front four is awesome and deep and can influence the passer. And I like where the Steelers O-line is, where it's compared to where it's been and it is improving. But up front, when the Steelers have the ball, the advantage goes to New York. They have better players. They have much better athletes. They have better depth. So that will be a, a stiff test to run or pass. Um, I do think that favors the Jets. It's not going to be the most difficult D-line they've faced or will face, but it, it will, they will not be an advantage that way. So if the run game doesn't work, I hope they stick with it. Uh, I wouldn't expect a lot of really long developing plays. Um, maybe some gentry to help out on the edges if you're losing battles. Certainly Warren and Harris, especially Warren, are really good in protection too, so... Keep an eye out how many six, even seven man protections they use. I'm curious about that. And do they stick with the run game, even if it's getting bottled up by Quinn and Williams and company early on? I would think in this game, there's no reason not to, because I just can't see the Jets running away with it. That's for sure. So I think you can dictate the style of play with that in mind. And that's a wrap. Um, Okay. Thanks, everyone. We will get back. Uh, I guess my next one I'll record Sunday night before Sunday night kickoff to see what happened on Sunday. All right, we'll talk to you later.